welcome once again to Devotional. This is lesson number two for Sunday, November 4th. This lesson is, like I said earlier, very rich for me. I hope for you as well. I really like symbols. I really like those abstract uh, comparisons because they help me grasp um, the, the invisible things that are spiritual by looking at those things that are visible. Um, on Sunday, we're going to be talking about how we, uh, the image of unity as in the people of God. I would have never thought of this as an abstract image, but the lesson presents this um, as, as it begins this comparison. There is oneness in the image of God calling a, a certain group of people His people. Uh, and the, the lesson begins with that statement, the church is about people, but not any kind of people. The church is the people of God, the people who belong to God. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that God select you belong to me, you don't belong to me. God uh, considers himself the, the God of every human being on planet Earth, but not every human being on planet Earth considers God their God. And therefore, there is, there's a uh, reciprocal response that needs to take place between us towards God as God calls us. And I'm going to read some verses that I thought this was beautiful and never made this connection before. Um, in Exodus chapter 19, uh, verses 5 and 6, we read, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all the people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of God. This beautiful invitation by God saying, I'm willing to be your God. Uh, are you willing to be my people? But something beautiful struck out to me. In verse 5, I'm going to read it again slowly. It says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my... And you would think he would say my word. It says, If you will indeed obey my voice. I, I, thought, I found that interesting that God would ask us to obey his voice because I'm accustomed to reading, you know, you have not obeyed my words. You, you were obedient to my words. But here God is asking us to be obedient to his voice. And he concludes in verse 6 by saying, these are the words you are to speak. So there's a link between the voice of God and the word of God, which brings a level of intimacy that I had not seen before because right now what you and I read is the Word of God. But from this portion of the Word of God, I can actually approach the Bible as being also God's voice. And when you look at it that way, at least for me, it just brings a, a higher level of intimacy in which, you know, you're starting to get to recognize my voice. My daughters definitely know when daddy's speaking or when daddy's preaching. They, they perk up when they see me up front beginning to greet the church. Now they recognize my voice. There's a level of recognition, relationship, intimacy that goes in there. And, and later on in the lesson, uh, we will look at the relationship when Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, not my words. So I, I really appreciated this new insight for me that right before God gives the Ten Commandments in Exodus 19, He emphasizing the, emphasizes the obedience of His voice, which implies not just mere an external um, um, submission to His expressed will, but rather an obedience based on relationship, recognizing who he is. I know his voice. I know his word. The other verse that uh, the lesson invites us to read is in Deuteronomy chapter 7. Um, actually, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 20. It says, But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace 
out of Egypt to be his people and inheritance as you are this day. Um, I just realized, okay, that's, you know, it goes along with the lesson. Until I, I paid closer attention, God calls Egypt, where the Israel, Israelites were in slavery, in bondage, he calls that place the iron furnace. It's not a very comfortable place to be in. And you know what's the amazing thing? God called that, the iron, Egypt, the iron furnace, um, because that's what it was in reality. Yet, uh, throughout their journeyings out of Egypt into the promised land, you have Israelites um, it, at times saying things like, you know, we had a better in Egypt than following God right now. And God is saying Egypt is an iron furnace, a place where there's destruction and exploitation and there's just hopelessness. You know, what goes on in the mind of a human being that while following God's leading, they can consider their previous life, their lives before God, to be better than the life they have with God right now. Which, for me, is, is a tremendous warning. You know, just because God took us out of Egypt doesn't mean that Egypt has come out of our hearts. I heard a pastor once say that it took God uh, 40 days to get the children of Israel, one day, one night, to get the children of Israel out of Egypt, but 40 years to get Egypt out of their hearts. So you and I are on this journey towards heaven, the promised land. Do you sometimes feel like your life before Jesus was better, more fun, more social, uh, more whatever? We need to guard ourselves because God says that he did not take us from a place that would have brought any kind of benefit from us. He calls it the iron furnace. The Israelites called it the place where we used to have flesh pots and onions and leeks and we had it good. That's the distortion that we can even experience after having been called out of darkness into the marvelous light of God. The Word of God safeguards our beliefs and how we view our lives, our trajectory. And I want to be honest with you, there were times that I thought, man, you know, when I was still single, um, I remember dating so-and-so and she was so much fun and I wasn't lonely then. And those are filtered memories because after I, I would say, Lord, what am I thinking? You know, what, what, what was I, I, I? That person never prayed. We never went to church together. Right now, she would have definitely fought nail and tooth me following you and, you know, walking away from nursing. That young lady would have not uh, been happy with that decision. She was all about the money. And the reality was that in those relationships, I was very lonely. But sometimes we filter out those things and, or Satan can filter out those things. So guard yourself from thinking that your past life was somehow better than your life with Jesus now. It's not. It's a deception. The last thought that I wanted to bring that I think kind of summarizes all of this is found in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 14. Um, it says, For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. Verse 15 says, While it is said today... If you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as when they provoked me. You know, there is this reality that God called you and I sometime back out of Egypt, out of the iron furnace, out of the places where we were um, pointless, hopeless, uh, unsure of ourselves, unsure of our destiny, and boom, someone shared with us that the grace of the Lord and our lives began to change. But you know, that is not something that we should look back back then and leave it back then. Paul says that 
we need to hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end which means that whatever um, i embraced back then about god and the grace of god and the gospel and th those things that just changed the way i thought i need to hold fast hold tight to those experiences to those memories and the things that created those memories those experiences which implies today you will never reach a point where you will say well that was yesterday and i'm done with that every single day is today the day that you and i need to hear his voice today if you hear his voice and god already told us you can hear his voice in his word and we need to develop this familiarity with the voice of God because as we will look at in later, as I said earlier, in that later part of the Sabbath school, there will be many voices in your life. There will be many voices in your heart and mind telling you this is the way to life. This is the way to happiness. You and I need to develop the capacity to recognize the voice of God amidst the many voices that will be clamoring for our loyalty, our allegiance, our trust and love. Do you know you're following God? Do you know you're following His voice? Today is the opportunity for you to get better acquainted with God, with God's, with how God sounds like, not phonetically, but character-wise. You and I have the privilege of opening the Word of God and studying it. The Sabbath School Quarterly is precisely for that, not to study the quarterly, but to study the scriptures provided through that and the themes that are there right now. So then let us not be satisfied with whatever experiences, great experiences we may have had in the past. Today is a brand new day and today I need to hear His voice again. So I pray for you that through these little podcasts, you will feel compelled to now take time, quiet time, with God's Word. There you will certainly hear God's voice.